Dear 162 Candles, You bring Lexi into my life just to take her away again? Well, thank you, and more importantly, fuck you! Sincerely, Bridget. (laughs) Dear 162 Candles, Here's the thing. Some episodes are just better than others. I'm sorry, but it's true. And it's hard for me to put into words how excited I was to see that this week's episode was 162 Candles because... (laughs) Oh, Lexi. Oh, Lexi. (laughs) Sincerely, Nikki. Welcome to Dear Vampire Diaries, where today we will be discussing the episode of 162 Candles. I am your host, Bridget. Joined, as always, by her best friend, Nikki. Yeah! Like a little role reversal. (laughs) I know, I surprised you with it. I know. It's a, it's a different day. It's a surprising day because we have a bit of business for you up here at the top. We've decided to switch up the way that we do the scenes. We're not going chronologically anymore. We will be breaking them down um, by character. So we'll be going storyline through storyline. And then within those, we'll be doing a scene analysis in chronological order. And here's the thing. We are at the point now where we know who the characters are. So we don't need to kind of stick with them. For every single thing that they do. And also, as we start getting into the season and as things start picking up, it would be a lot of bouncing back and forth between like, and then we're at the grill, and then we're at the forest, and then we're at this place, and then we're at that place. And honestly, this just ends up being an easier way to talk about all the ooey gooey good things that we need to talk about. Yes. While we won't be delving into future episodes, we will be discussing this episode, 162 Candles, in detail. You've been warned. Speaking of warnings, we have a content note. The Vampire Diaries contains heavy themes. Please check the episode description for trigger warnings and timestamps. This is the episode where Stefan gets a surprise visit from his old friend Lexi. Yay! Caroline tries to get Damon's medallion back from Bonnie? Um... Way to pick sides, IMDb. Yeah, it should be Damon get tries to get Caroline to get Damon's necklace back from Bonnie. I mean, technically, it belongs to Bonnie, in my opinion. That's also true. I didn't even think about that. I was thinking more like, it's not really Caroline's like free will that she's trying to get this medallion True back. that. It's also not really a medallion. That she, it's also not it, really... Yeah, like you're saying, it's not, <laughs> there's a lot of things wrong here. <laughs> Caroline's not doing it. It's not Damon's medallion. It's not a medallion. <laughs> I'm now picturing Ian Summerhalder as Captain Jack Sparrow. That's what's happening right now. (laughs) And Bonnie is like Elizabeth Turner. And she's got the little pirate gold. And he's like, where did you get that? Okay, Nikki, let's get into the episode. Bridget, it's 162 candles. Oh my gosh. This was my favorite episode when I was a teenager. Same. Yes. It was just... And what's funny is that I looked at a couple of... um, top 20 or top 15 ranked episodes of the vampire diaries this was not on anyone's list that's nonsense i don't understand how i don't understand did they watch the show this is such a great she's such a good character lexi is it could be the tragedy of losing her that makes people they're just so hurt that they can't put it on the list because here's the thing, I was watching this episode, and for the first half, I was like, fuck yeah, love this episode. And then, as soon as we got to the grill, I was like, oh no, oh no. It's like, it's like when you watch Titanic, and you know the boat's gonna sink, but you're like, I don't, what if it doesn't this time? What if this time it doesn't sink? What if this time Lexi stays alive, and we get her for a whole season, and it's a delight? Um, Absolutely. There was enough room on the raft for Lexi, for sure. I think, uh, you know what's funny, Nikki, is that like when we've talked about Kevin Williamson uh, in the episode about Vicky's death, um, was that last episode? Wow, that feels so long ago. Huh. Um, <laughs> 
So uh, when we talked about that, I remember reading that he had tried to surprise the audience, that that was his sort of goal was to come up with this way of surprising the audience with like, we're not just going to keep main characters just because they're main characters. We're going to kill them occasionally. Do we really uh, need two weeks of that in a row? I agree. And also this was way more effective about like in in terms of like surprising and shocking and hurting the audience. Like Vicky's was so torturous and drawn out. Yeah. And like, and also our first female vampire and dies within the first episode that we get and to meet her. And she's older and cool and she's, she's like so talking cool. about how she would have beat up Catherine. Like, I, I low-key have a huge crush on Lexi. Yeah. Just a huge crush. If you didn't, I would be like, how could you not? You know? <laughs> she's great. Indeed. I felt the same way about Lexi as I did about Vicky where I'm like, what do you, why do, why, why did we get rid of her? Yeah. Why? Yep. She's like a perfect character for Elena to have in her life. I agree. Oh, should we, should we get into the Elena, Stefan, Lexi storyline? I think we, I think we should. And it starts off right at the opening with another, speaking of uh, our favorite writer here, uh, another (laughs) horror genre-like opening. Yes. Where we learn a very important thing, which is that vampires can enter other vampires' homes without being invited in. If there is no Zack living there. Yeah, if there's no human, seems like they can just walk right in. Wow, seems like Zack existed for a reason that we just uncovered. Oh, yeah. Bridget, if we were both vampires and Mm -hmm. you came to visit me on my 162nd birthday, would you attack me to say hello? Uh, No, and it would not be a surprise because we live together like in the Golden Girls and (laughs) every day. Yeah, no, I think it's it's funny that Lexi does this. She's obviously like a very playful character and um, she has no idea why Stefan's like back in this town, obviously, but uh, we all know it's because of a certain someone with beautiful olive skin and, and yes. a sad, sad, I'm fine face. And you know what's also great about Lexi is that she knows who Stefan is and she's just like immediately pulls him out of being brooding Stefan. And that's, I think, part of the reason why this episode is so good and why we love Lexi so much is because she's just so good at pulling out the good in Stefan and the fun in Stefan. And it's really nice to see Stefan not brooding. Like, yeah. Like, even Damon calls it out. Look, Stefan smiles. Like, Alert the media. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's nice. <laughs> I love it, too. Yeah. And we get to see Stefan uh, sort of go back into his normal concerned brooding vibe when he goes to see Elena outside the courthouse after they've all kind of been interviewed. And she's, you know, really bummed. She's in a rough place. And she's all like, I want to tell someone. And he's like, well, you can always talk to me. And uh, I am really sick of the will we won't we at this point. Yeah. It's like even in this episode, we had a so at the end of the last episode, she was like, but I can't change how I feel about you. And then the beginning of this episode, she's just like, I don't want to be near you. And then she's like, just kidding, I want to be near you. And then Stefan's like, I don't want to be near you. (laughs) I'm like, can we fucking not? They do a switcheroo. They really, really do. The whole back and forth for relationships is very lazy writing, in my opinion. Yeah, it's it's hard. But uh, Lena's concern right now is that Jeremy doesn't remember anything at all. And all he knew was what Damon made him know. And I'm like, yeah, Lena, like, that's how compulsion works. That's what you asked him to do. That's what you asked him to do, yeah. (laughs) Also, um, 
Bridget, I don't know if I should bring this up to my therapist, but <laughs> after we finished recording last week's episode and I was so upset about Jeremy, I was at Target and I bought a house plant and I named it Jeremy and I'm now taking care of Jeremy quite literally. Um <laughs> And I've waited until recording with you again to tell you about this. <laughs> what have we done? Nikki, what have we done? I don't know. You know what? I'm not going to look into it too much or think about it too much. It's just... What uh, I think it says a lot about what kind of plant you chose for Jeremy. What kind of plant is he? It's like a little, it's not a snake plant, but it's like kind of like that where I only have to water it like once a month. Ah. Just like a little guy. So he, so he needs care, but he also needs space. Quite literally, yes. I think that that's very wise. <laughs> well, I couldn't get an Elena because she's so high maintenance. So true. She'd need to be watered like every five hours. Um, and then she'd but, be like, she'd I don't also be, be like, Stay away from me. I'm going to drop my plants. I'm going to drop my leaves all over the ground. <laughs> and that's what she does to Stefan. She's like, I think yeah. you need to stay away from me. Just remember that she said that. Anyway, um, okay. So then <laughs> we go back to Lexi and Stefan talking. And something that I didn't say before is that Lexi has a mood ring. Remember when she's like, you and Damon are the only ones with these nifty little daylight rings. And yeah. she's like, I have a mood ring, trade ya. And I love it because a mood ring for a vampire is actually genius because it's based on heat. And it would actually oh, tell you if you're, like, super cold to the touch or not. Interesting. Right? But it depends on if the vampires are, what the lore is on their temperature. Because, like, in Twilight, they're, like, always cold, right? Unless they're, like... Well, Stefan mentioned to Vicky that they need to drink coffee to keep their circulation running. He's, like, it keeps us right. warm. Yeah. So it's, that's like, true. the mood ring is, like, oh, I need more coffee. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's a good point. I like that. <laughs> but we also importantly learned that, like, you can't just take somebody else's daylight ring, that they're somehow, like, personalized, and right. that they are rare. Yes, that Stefan and Damon are the only ones that seem to have these. Um, we also get to learn that Stefan, again, has not been in a cave. <laughs> no, he's been going to Bon Jovi concerts. I mean, I guess Bon Jovi was performing in his cave. He must have been like, this will be the cave where I But he also, later we find out he got drunk. On the Eiffel Tower and oh, like yeah. got naked in the Trevic Fountain. Like he's yes. done a lot of shit in his life. My guy has a best friend. Like <laughs> pretty much every moment with Lexi, I'm happy about. Yeah, and then they have this moment where they talk about blood and she's mm -hmm. all like, Oh, I'm such a hedonist. Like I, I tried the animal diet, lasted three weeks. Like Lexi is all like sex, blood, and rock and roll, you know what I mean? Like yes. I just love those vibes. She's like she's like good Damon, you know? But like Yeah, you can see that she's the like the the side of like you don't have to be like Stefan, but you also don't have to be a Damon. Yes. Like you can just have moderation. And it's interesting because we also get this little hint about something that we haven't seen yet, which is offers some of the blood to Stefan, which is something we expect Damon to do. Right. And he has makes a comment about like, you know, he's kind of hesitant and she says you'd be able to stop, which is interesting because we haven't heard anything like that before for Stefan not drinking human blood. It's always been like a moral thing. Right. So that's very interesting. Yeah. He's acting all like a bloodaholic. Yeah. <laughs> and then... Miss uh, Elena, leave me alone, Gilbert, shows up unannounced. <laughs> Talk about mixed signals. Yeah, Elena. Oh, my goodness. I love this scene. Me too. I love everything about this scene. It's the perfect. Like, it's so good. There's a misperception on each side. Like, Lexi is like, oh, yeah. shit, what are you? How are you? How is Catherine here? Like, she's dead. And then 
Elena is like, oh shit, Stefan is sleeping with someone? Like, that's immediately yeah. what she thinks. And they're both no, looking at Stephen's each other like. in the shower as I'm also in a towel. Like, <laughs> also, the fact that Lexi, like, isn't like concerned about like not once does she think like she's gonna misunderstand what i'm saying doesn't care (laughs) she's just like you know stefan's in the shower yes i think you know something about this actress ariel i think it's cabell or kebel um who plays lexi she's so good at being a vampire there's something about her um i took an acting class once that uh we talked about playing vampires and how it's kind of you need to figure out the physicality a little bit because it's like you're this other creature. You're not just a human. I mean, you may have some human attributes, but I think she's really graceful. And like just the way mm-hmm. that she, she, but she also, she gets flustered in this scene, but she also maintains this like sense of there's this like pixie-ish quality to her also. Yeah. I, I don't know how to describe it, but it's so good. And I'm so excited to have a vampiress. Yeah. And an old one, which we'll see later. Yes. Oh, so good. I think that Lexi has a Scorpio rising, Nikki. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> also, speaking of Scorpio, um, didn't they just have Halloween and now it's Stefan's birthday? So wouldn't he be a Scorpio? But he's specifically a Gemini. In the canon. But like, what? Gemini doesn't happen what? for many, 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 many months. Oh. So they just had Halloween. When is Gemini? It's in uh, May, end of May. Oh. Yeah. Somebody fucked up real bad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Somebody did. <laughs> maybe Stefan just has a Gemini rising. Ooh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Sure. He can be a Scorpio with a Gemini rising, and Lexi is a Sagittarius with a Scorpio rising. Anyway, we're the only ones that care about this. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I love the fact that Lexi, because like you were saying, Lexi doesn't know why Stefan's here. And she's heard about Elena from Stefan at this point. And then imagine your best friend is like, oh, I found this new person I really like. And you're like, cool. And then their dead ex walks, their like toxic dead ex walks in. And you're like, what the fuck are you doing here? And then like realizing that like, oh no, that's like, I just love that later when she calls him on it, she's just like, you have emotional problems, like emotional damage. You have a lot of explaining to do. What the fuck is happening? This cannot be healthy. I love when Lexi like storms upstairs and she holds up the picture of Catherine and she goes, I just met Elena. It's the best yeah. moment of like, so finally we can have a different moment in the previously on instead of being like, she's a dead ringer for Catherine. We can have Lexi going, I just met Elena. <laughs> also, I love the fact that Stefan, what was his plan here? Like, was it just that Lexi would never meet Elena and he wouldn't have to be like, by the way, here's another thing. She's great. She's warm. She's selfless. She looks just like Catherine, <laughs> but she's this. <laughs> like... That's so what true. Fuck, that is such a beautiful moment, too, when he starts talking about all of Elena's good qualities. And you really see Lexi taking him in. And she's like, you're in love with her. And it's so cute. And I'm just like, oh, mm-hmm. I love it. The, yes. the acting in The Vampire Diaries is what elevates it, I think. Yeah. And this absolutely. is one of those moments. So Stefan shows up at Elena's doorstep. He obviously wants to see if she'll go to the party that they have at this point decided to go to. Um, but also he's like, what, what were you, miss? I don't want to, I want some space. What what were you doing at my place? And Bridget, I love the moment when she's just like, yeah, the towel girl, like, you know, like how you would be. And then also she's just like, I just love Stefan being like, 
that what? Yeah, and then he goes, the same thing as Lexi. Like, no, 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 not no, no, even no. once being like, yeah. It's like, oh no, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. There's that good part of the scene, and then there's also. I wonder if you reflected on this about like we've talked about how there are some weird parallels with grooming in this relationship just because of the the age difference. And I want to point out something, not that I think that like Stefan is grooming Elena necessarily, but it just reminded me of like this weird power dynamic, especially this whole episode. And she's expressing to him, I can only talk to you about this stuff. And I kind of want to stay away from you right now because you freak me out. And, uh, He's he's creating the secrecy problem. Like, he's the solution. Yeah, he's not like, oh, you can talk to, like, this person. You can do this or that. It's literally like... Right, and she's keeping the secret... Well, I'm still here for to you. ...to protect him. Like, he's the one... She, she right. would be fine if she told people, you know? Like, she'd be protected. All of her loved ones would be safe. He'd be the one in trouble. So she's keeping the secret about, about him being a vampire, You know, which is very, very, and it makes her isolated from her friends and family. Um, She's downtrodden. We see her like laying in bed later and it's just like, yikes. Like there's so much of this that I'm like, these are signs of grooming. Like if someone feels like they can't talk to their friends and family about like a secret that another person has, you know, and it's just like, and you can only talk to that person about it. And you've got like a weird special relationship with them. There's like a, there's just a lot of those themes and undertones to this which i did not pick up on as a teenager of course yeah i definitely got that also i also in the previous scene when he's talking to lexi there's some comment about him being so mature or whatever mm-hmm. and he like it's like well like i'm a turning like 162 years old like again only to 17 like it's like do you i've often wondered with like vampire things if the vampires in some lores stop maturing in the age that they turn. Because I think for so many different stories, like Twilight, like the Vampire Diaries, that would make so much sense. Like, if they're, like, cognitively, like, they can still become, like, hyper-intelligent and things like that because they obviously can still learn. Mm -hmm. But, like, a lot of how they react to things and their, like, thought processes and things like that are still very much in the age that they were Yeah, because there is something about freezing, like, they freeze at their age, they freeze their personality in that snapshot right. of time. Not that it makes it no, no. more yeah. And I know what you're talking about with that like... moment with Lexi, where she's like, I mean, like, just have sex with her. And, like, she'll be so amazed by her vamp sex. And he's like, no, this isn't a... She has to want me on her own terms. And I'm like, baseline, baseline, that's how it should work. Yeah, and it still just sounds like people in their early 20s slash teenagers, like, talking about, like, a girl that he likes. Right. Like, have you slept with her yet? That's, like, the same conversation that Caroline had with Elena. Even though Lexi is, like, 300 and something years old. Like... 350 (laughs) years old. (laughs) Lexi does invite Stefan out to the grill, and she, uh, she encourages him to, like, start dancing, and he's all like, okay, tell me if you see Damon with his camera phone. And I was like, oh, yeah, remember when it was a special kind of phone that had a camera that could take videos? Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> what a different, more peaceful world. Also, I love that Lexi gets Stefan who doesn't like dancing to dance. Mm-hmm. Like, it's already been established that, like, Stefan doesn't like dancing. Yeah. 
She just creates such a good vibe in him. And she she charms Elena, too. Like, she walks over to her with some shots after uh, compelling yes. the bartender to give her free shots. Similar thing, which is, like, I think the part of the reason I love Lexi so much is, like, I feel like Lexi's the type of vampire I would yeah, want to be. Yeah, yeah. Where I'm like, I'm not going to be, like, not drinking human blood, but, like, I can do, like, blood bags. Yeah, and, like, more morally gray. I'm still going to, yeah. yeah, like, you still get to use the fun parts of being a vampire. Like, yeah. I'm not paying for shots. Right. She's she's the no. nuance between <laughs> Stefan's way of life and Damon's way of life. And then also just, like, that, like, you know, you love, a comp- like, a competent character. The fact that she's, like, good at being a vampire. Yeah, and that she loves being a vampire. She loves it. She's right. digging it. And I love that. It's it's fun to see that because it doesn't seem like Damon or Stefan actually really enjoy their I- immortal lives. I mean, da- Damon sounds right. like, he, I mean, he tries to make it seem like he is, but I think that he hides a lot of pain underneath everything um, because he's so yeah. bitter all the time about stuff. I mean, as we'll see later with a, with a thing that he does to another couple. Um, but... <laughs> but we see in this moment with Lexi talking to Elena, they kind of have a heart to heart in, you know... And a nice perspective that it's it's good for Elena to talk to. Yeah, Lexi. she's like her older vampire girlfriend. Right. And like I was saying earlier, it's a shame that she doesn't stick around because like that would have been an interesting relationship moving forward. We find out that Lexi has that Lexi fell in love with a human. Um, so she's able to kind of be this person for Elena where she's like went through what Stefan's going through. And I don't know, it's just cute to see them talking about Stefan and how much they both love him so much. what's not to love? And when Lexi walks back over to Stefan, he's like, thank you. And she's like, you're not supposed to be using your vampiring. I love it. It's just so good to see, like, that Stefan has a friend. And this is the point watching the episode that I'm like, fucking a Damon. God damn it. Damon. I know. (laughs) Yeah, but it works. Lexi works her magic and Elena walks over to play pool with Stefan, finally. And he's he's all like, oh, hi. I, oh, okay. Hi. Okay, (laughs) cool. That's fine. It's It's my birthday. Oh, imagine you coming here. Oh, yeah. Don't you love that Lexi calls Stefan's birthday? (laughs) It's my day. (laughs) She's like. (laughs) Yes. Felt very, very real friend (laughs) shit. Like. (laughs) No, this is yeah. my day. This this means something to me to celebrate you. Yes. And uh, to give them space, Lexi kind of walks up to Damon at the bar. She's all like, all right, just straight up. Like, what's what's going on? What's your plan? And yeah. he's like, well, if I told you that, it wouldn't be a very secret plan or whatever. And then she finds out pretty yeah. quickly exactly what he has in store. And, and uh, <sighs> when she's taken out to the alleyway, um, Elena and Stefan follow and they're able to witness her death. And there's this weird moment. Like, I don't often see weird filmmaking mistake moments, but there it's like Paul Wesley puts his hand over Nina Dobrev's mouth, like, to keep her from making any noise, but she's not screaming. Do you know what I mean? Like, like she opens her mouth, like, she's just like... Yeah. And uh, it's... It's it's awkward. It's really awkward. Yeah. I could have used another take on it. It just I, I, it took me right out of it. I was like, oh, weird. I liked the I liked the idea behind it. Like I liked this idea of it. But like you're saying, it would have probably been more effective had she shown that she was going to be like, holy shit, or something yeah, like yeah. that. Or even you know, it's it is interesting thinking about like Stefan watching his best friend get killed, but he's just like, let me make sure Elena right. is still safe. Yeah, that was weird to me too. Weird character logic. I. But I understand why he can't go 
but it's just like really his like best friend in the world his oldest friend i don't know yeah because then it's a complete juxtaposition it's almost as if he's just like it's like nobody and then the next scene that we see with him he's fully like i gotta kill him yeah like and and I like this moment because it is kind of this like yeah I love Elena whatever but like he has his own moment of like I don't yeah. want to talk to you right now like yeah I just watched my brother kill yeah. my best friend and he uses the exact same I gotta go uh, argument that Elena used earlier which is that death follows me so stay away from me and she's like talk yeah. to me and I'm like switch a rootle do and uh, <laughs> yeah literally using yeah. your words I, I okay Elena I kind of hate the acting in this scene it's hard it's like it's a difficult because it's almost like paul wesley has to act through exposition or like catching people up on like he like gives a kill count of like he killed her he killed zach he killed tanner he turned vicky i have to kill him and i was just like right i would have rather it just be like nobody cares that he killed tanner it's like we all know we saw the previously it should only be about lexi (laughs) yeah we don't need to it should all be yes exactly it should all be about lexi i wonder if the writers weren't confident in how much the audience was going to fall in love with lexi that they were like oh we got to give more weight behind this but like the audience fucking fell in love with lexi like, they must have released this and then been like, oh, we probably shouldn't have killed her because, like, people really like her. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You should not have killed her. Yeah, absolutely not. She she should have been. Uh, anyway. But so Damon is, you know, just drinking his drink, being all fucking smug when Stefan comes in. And Stefan's not and he happy. almost stakes Damon. And I guess his... Does. His way out of this is, well, Damon did recently save my life, so I will spare his. And he says, and now we're done. Yeah. And as much as and as much as I didn't like Elena in that scene with Elena and Stefan just a minute ago, um, I do really like her thought process of like, because he's like, why are you protecting him? And she's like, I'm not like, you don't know what this will mm-hmm. do to you. That's right. Yeah. Because it's his brother. And then he would be like all alone in the world actually really yeah. for real Stefan. unless he's got more best friends we haven't yeah. heard about yet mm-hmm. all right well let's move on to the other brother yeah speaking of the asshole yeah. of the day yeah so damon uh really i want to say like the, the way that we could sum this up is that he uses the forbes women in this episode and he uses lexi it's just him using the it's him using the amazing women of mystic falls for his stupid ends the blonde blonde women of mystic falls (laughs) and 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 they all have these amazing characteristics like liz forbes is really smart the sheriff she's interviewing all these kids she's on a mission and she's smart like liz tells damon i think we're thinking about this all wrong we've got to consider that vampires can come out during the day and she's spot on and she's all like Karen Lockwood told me that Zach is out of town, uh, but how would any of us know? Because we've never had any uh, scenes with him. Um, <laughs> it's like, we've actually never met him. We've heard of him. But uh, anyway. And Damon sees that she's really sharp. And this is what, this is the catalyst for everything that he does with Caroline and with Lexi. It's just like everything is, is yeah. centered around the fact that he can see how the sheriff is actually kind of a match for him. I think part of the reason I'm so fucking mad at Damon is that his plan, like, works. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it's like, it's a good plan. Um, again, they wouldn't be fucking onto you 
if it weren't for you, yep. Damon, this is your yep. mess. He's just like, he's literally like, how could somebody do this? Yeah. Like, yeah. He's creating uh... as much. Uh, I, I love when he talks to Elena later and he's like, oh, Stefan, always tortured throughout time by his older brother, followed through the ages. And I'm like, yeah, I know. We, we've seen the previously on, Damon. We don't. <laughs> But um, <laughs> when he gets this idea, I, I don't know if when he first says hello to Lexi, if he already knows what he's going to do to her. I kind of had this feeling that like, I don't know, it seems like he's kind of crushing on Lexi. And like, who wouldn't? But when she wakes up and he's next to her and he's like, hi. I think he likes her because she doesn't <laughs> want him. He's always into people that are like, not interested in him. Because mm. he's just like, ooh, a challenge. But like, that's the best part about Lexi and David's relationship is all of these moments when yes. Lexi puts Damon in his place. Like, the moment that we see, it's a little exposition-y, but, like, I didn't really need Lexi to be right. like, I'm older, which means stronger. Like, we get it. Like, the fact that you're able to, like, throw him in his place and be like, right. here I am. But then again, there's that great moment of unexpected surprise. I think the wrong brother went back to high school. So good. <laughs> Like, she's so, like, the moments where she snubs him. Yes! She's, like, very clearly, like, I'm Stefan's friend. Yes. And I don't like you. When she grabs him by the throat, I love that he's like, I'm sorry! Like, they are they are <laughs> so funny together. Like, I genuinely, like, I just love this yes. Damon-Lexi scene. Yeah, and so Damon plants that. He, he knows how to play Lexi, so I wonder what their, you know, dynamic from the past is. But he knows that she can't resist a party, even if it's like a lame grill party. But who, she, I mean, she, she doesn't know, but the grill is like the best place in the world. She finds out. I mean, not really because it's the side of her death, but, you know, anyway. And Stefan, he was like, Damon's up to something. He knew. He must feel so much guilt later. I, oh, well, but we don't really see that as much as I would like. Anyway, Damon does plant that seed perfectly, and at the grill, he finds uh, Darren and Brooke 3.0 kissing outside in the little alleyway, and it's his M.O., Nikki. It's his early episode M.O., and he's up to his good old tricks, but with a twist. Watching the scene with the sound off, by the way, is really funny. (laughs) (laughs) Because he walks over, it just looks like he's like, uh, you know... Like nuzzling, nuzzling the guy. his neck, and he's like, <laughs> Damon's joined a throuple. Yeah, right. <laughs> and uh, after this little escapade with this couple outside, Damon comes back in and sees Elena watching Stefan and Lexi, and we get that whole thing of what we were talking about of like, yeah, Stefan smiles, alert the media. Yeah, and this is an interesting scene with with Damon and Elena, as their scenes usually are. Where, like, the first half of their conversation is very, like, antagonistic, right? They're mm-hmm. bickering and whatever. Mm-hmm. But then when Elena questions him about Jeremy, she's like, what did you do? Like, he's doing his homework. He's doing this. He's doing that. And he's very honest with her. He's like, Elena, I took away his suffering. He's just like, it's not like he did anything else. Like, he didn't do anything nefarious. He just did what she asked him to do. It's interesting to me that this is an interesting point that I think maybe we can talk about briefly that scene where Jeremy is doing his homework. And it's a great little uh, Jenna and Elena moment, too, when she's like, what do you think? Alien? Alien? Some sort of replicant. Yeah. (laughs) And then I love that Jeremy's like, he can hear you. Yeah. (laughs) And it's and it's it's interesting to me that Elena is watching this um, 
and feeling very concerned about Jeremy and thinking about Damon and like, you know, before she had mentioned to Stefan, like, it was like he didn't remember anything. And it's like, maybe these brains that are still developing should not make the decision to take away someone else's memory uh, before sleeping on it because she maybe lost memories the memories are important. Yeah. Well, and Elena lost the one person who she could be talking to right now. I mean, I know she doesn't want her brother to suffer and she's going through a lot. But right. Stefan is the only person that she can talk to right now, aside from Damon, who's like, you know, she doesn't have a good relationship with him. And she really could be processing this with her brother and yeah. they could be talking and this could be bringing them closer. Maybe she in a way gets to um, feel like jealous, I think, of Jeremy a little bit of like. He's just, like, doing his homework. He's able to do this. And she's depressed. She's laying in bed. She's wallowing on the couch. Like, she feels like she can't talk to her best friend or respond to any of her calls. Like, Yeah, definitely. Back at the grill, uh, we see the deputy and Liz find the girl in the alleyway. You know, there's this little moment of suspense where Damon and Lexi are together. And you're like, oh, did Damon just, like, casually forget to, like... I don't know why you would think that she was going to point out Damon, but it seemed like that's what they were trying to do. And then it was like, just kidding, it's Lexi. Mm-hmm. And I hate it. <laughs> but what's great about this is we get to see Ian Summerhalder, who is a great actor, act Damon acting as an actor. Like, like he, he's yeah. just like, what are you doing? It's And it's funny, though, because it's like, yeah. it's just layers on layers. I just love Ian yeah. Summerhalder so much. And then much. later, he's just like, yeah, adrenaline, I guess. Like, Right, right. <laughs> And, and, you know, him staking Lexi is just so, I mean, that moment when she just looks at him and she goes, why? It's part of the plan. And uh, he really gains Liz's trust and you can see it. And he is pitting all these women against each other. Oh, hey, Nikki, uh, a a little uh, email just popped up in my inbox. It says, dear Nikki... Well, I guess we do share an inbox. We do. It's dearvampdiaries at gmail.com if you want to send your, uh, you know, questions, comments, uh, inquiries thoughts, about what you should do about your <laughs> brotherly uh, quarrels. Um, <laughs> it says, Dear Nikki, I'm trying to get the town off my back, thinking about taking out Lexi. Any ideas? Damon. Oh, well, looks like he made some decisions on his own. Yeah. But what do you have to say? Well, first it's a Damon, Nikki. Damon, I wish you had emailed me a week ago. Um, we could have brainstormed <laughs> some alternative ideas because my response would be fucking don't. Don't? Just don't. You had zero issues turning Vicky into some, like, into a vampire. Zero issues turning Vicky into a vampire. Why not pick some random person to do it to? Like, turn them into a vampire and then be like, set up some scenario where you kill them. No, you're like, oh, let me pick my brother's best friend. Also, I have some questions about the fact that, like, the whole thought that Liz Forbes had was somebody who's been in town for those murders. She hasn't been. Lexi hasn't been. So, like, what are we doing? Damon- I definitely- Sorry, no, go ahead. No, you're fine. It's just infuriating. Damon, you had so many other characters you could have picked. Fucking turn Tyler into a vampire and kill him. <laughs> like, he's been, he was there for the other scenes, you know? Like, he was out and about. He's been here. We could get rid of him. Nobody be upset about that. There's so many other people. Darren and Brooke 3.0, 4.0. I don't fucking care. As long as they're not a character that I very much enjoy. God damn it, Damon. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Sincerely, Nikki. 
Yeah, plus one to all of that. I definitely <laughs> thought about that this whole time. I was even thinking like, oh, couldn't Vicky have been the character for this? But then I was like, everyone would know that someone would have had to have turned her. Right. So it would have to be a stranger. <sighs> I guess it makes sense for Tyler. He would have to borrow someone from the next town over that nobody knew. <laughs> okay. He could have he could have used Zach for, for all we know, because no one's ever fucking met him. <sighs> I just I'm so mad. Watching oh, it again me made too. me also mad. Like, not yep. to spoil things, but as we can assume with who Damon is as a person, he's going to make some other questionable decisions in this show. I will always come back to this moment. It will, like, still, like, we'll be in, like, you know, season six, and I'll be like, remember the time You'll that like, Damon killed Lexi? Lexi? Yeah. I'll fucking dare he. <laughs> yep. Yep. It's pretty awful. And speaking of things that we're not going to forget about Damon ever, um, oh God, Nikki, I feel sick to my stomach. Yeah, I'm just I like, think we're going to put a big trigger warning on just this whole section with Caroline. Um, yeah, we're going to try to talk about it kind of more lightly, I think, or maybe we can just, or not lightly, but because it's it's awful, but it speaks for itself, really. Yes. We know what their relationship is like at this point. It's just... exactly. And Damon, in this pretty much just gets her back under his compulsion. There's this awful scene where she's literally wearing a short plaid skirt and pigtails. Yeah. That, I did not need that imagery. No. Thank you very much. Also, it sucks because in this department. moment, she's, she's literally like, leave me alone. Like, I don't yeah. like you. And I just enjoy Caroline so much as a character. I don't need this this interaction with Damon, you know? Because, like, if she was just throwing a party at the grill i'd be all about it like there's this moment where she walks out and she's she's like this beautiful like lioness in a way of a person like it really feels to me like she might be like lexi when lexi was human you know that's how caroline feels to me yes um she walks out in this gorgeous purple dress oh btw she throws the seventh big event of the vampire diaries Yes, music is a bumpin', the pool tables are a-poolin', Caroline is a-smilin', and she looks so proud! She's looking around at her good, good work. We should get a sound bite for when we have events. <laughs> I wonder what it could be. Like a bo- 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 <laughs> <laughs> Yes! Oh, we've got we've got to have our our count going. This is the seventh one, right? The seventh yeah, one. Yeah, this is the seventh one. Lucky seven. Um, I just wish that this had been her idea and not Damon's idea. He tasks her with getting the crystal back from Bonnie, and after failing to get it, um, he just absolutely verbally uh, spews just a bunch of poison at her. Yeah, he tells her that you know she's stupid and shallow and useless, and it's awful. Earlier in the evening, it just again is reminding us of this abusive relationship. When she goes up to him and she's like, "Are you having a good time?" He's like, "Do you have my crystal?" Then I'm not having a good time, and it's just right. like that's so just. It's all. It's just what are you doing for me? Um, yeah, exactly. and like you're saying, yeah, he just spews this at Caroline, and it's just the worst. Um, we do get one of the most iconic Caroline moments yes. after this, though. Yeah, she's in so much pain and she's getting so drunk yes. that she wanders over to Matt's booth. And she, she in the same way that um, uh, Stephen McQueen was a, like, a, just a wonderful stoner, Yeah, 
She plays a really convincing drunk. She does. My favorite line, other than the iconic line, my favorite thing that I... The kiddie pool? Yes. The the iconic line is that she's a kiddie pool. Um, But I had never... I watched with the subtitles on now, and I didn't realize that she said, uh, unlike the rest of the global humanverse. Humanverse? (laughs) (laughs) Which I just fucking love. But I also... She's good. My favorite part is, I'm slipped. I slip. I'm... I slip. <laughs> but you know what? This is a good episode for making me re-like Matt again. Because <laughs> yes. Matt really takes care of Caroline. And it's a reminder that, like, not only has Elena been friends with her since the first grade, but Caroline and Matt have known each other since they were children. That, yeah. you know, they grew up together and they care about each other. Yeah. And he's got this beautiful thing where he's just like, Deep's not really your scene, Care. See, he's not going to lie to yeah. her. But he's also like, no, you're you're not a kiddie pool, yeah. you know? And it's just so sad to see her hurting like this <sighs> and to see her really internalize what Damon said. And uh, and also we get kind of a little bit of a callback to Vicky when she says, I just want to go home. And oh. he he's like, I'll take you home. And he goes to, you know, escort her out and she stumbles. So he picks her up to take her out where they run into her mom um she's like are you drunk and she goes as a skunk (laughs) (laughs) yes and i just love that matt's just like i'll take her home i'm not i'm good i'm I'm good because she's like are they serving you in there he's like ah let me sidestep this question oh before we move on too much from this the there's a moment at the table when she sits down at matt's booth where there's this like random extra I was that Matt is chilling with. I'm like, who the fuck is he with? I was like, I can't move on from this moment without extra watch on the Vampire yeah, Diaries. He's like, just, like it's some dude so... in a leather jacket. It would make sense if he had like a Letterman jacket on or right. was like a jock, but he, he just seems like this random guy and he just like walks away and he's like chewing his ice or something. And you're like, Matt, who who the fuck is this? Yeah. It's like coffee for the drunk girl. And I'm like, that would have okay. made the the Letterman jacket would have made so much more sense because. The fact that Matt just, like, orders him to get Caroline a drink, it would make so much more sense if he he's was... He's team captain. Yeah, he's team captain. It would have made way more sense. Other than this, like, distant relative of the yeah. Salvatore brothers who's yeah. wearing, like, a leather jacket. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, yes, back to Matt carrying Caroline and Sheriff Forbes sees her. It's just, like, she's like, thank yeah. you, Matt, you know, for taking care of my daughter. And you can still see that Caroline and her mom have a not great relationship um, in this kind of interaction yeah. between them. And then also, when Caroline and Matt are in her bedroom, there's a line that just fucking rips my heart out when she says, do you ever feel like there's not a person in the world that loves you? Ugh. And, you know, I think Matt does know that feeling. Does. Because he's used to taking care of these, you know, dysfunctional women in his life. These, you know, which right now, Caroline is a good example of how he's caretaking, like, a drunk person. He's obviously very good at it, very practiced. It's like, yeah, who's going to take care of Matt? Yeah. 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 And, you know, there's this sweet moment where she, he's going to leave and she asks him to stay and he just, like, cuddles up with her. And This is the episode of friends getting into bed together to cuddle because they're depressed. Yes. It really is. (laughs) 
Speaking of which. <laughs> yes, let's move on to Bonnie and her exciting uh, timeline in this in this episode. Bonnie and Grams. Yes, with Grams. And there's this cool scene about like how it's your talisman and it's going to protect you. And like, we really see that. I just think it's so exciting to see Grams be like, it didn't find me. The crystal chooses the witch, <laughs> Harry Potter. Oh, Bonnie Bennett. Uh, you know, <laughs> Bonnie Bennett. Yeah, yeah. And I also like that we get to hear a little bit about Bonnie's dad again, or just in general, because <laughs> we haven't met him yet. Yeah, because we've never yeah. seen him. Yeah, and, and they're all like, it sounds like he's very, like, common sense, practical, doesn't really care about the witchcraft stuff. But I love that she's like, <laughs> your dad does or dad doesn't want me coming over here. He thinks you're going to fill my head full of, like, witch mojo or whatever she says. And he's right. <laughs> yeah. He usually he, is. Yeah, he's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's his other problem. Yeah. <laughs> I love Jasmine Guy. She's such yeah, a good she's actor. Yeah, great. And uh, it's nice to see Bonnie have this kind of, like, vibe with her of like feeling guided and she gets to keep this amulet essentially that does protect her just like Graham says which we see later but um the first person that she tells about it is Elena speaking of memorable iconic scenes absolutely this is Nikki I I don't know another scene in the Vampire Diaries maybe it'll come up but I don't know another one that has this kind of score gorgeous like the the music is so yes. uplifting and you're just like wow you feel like warm and there's like this light and this so so yeah we should say what happens essentially <laughs> essentially bonnie comes in and elena's all like i'm never getting out of bed because i'm being groomed by a 162 year old vampire yep. except the worst part is she can't even say it yeah exactly uh. <laughs> we broke up yeah and bonnie's like oh i'm sorry and and she acknowledges that she's been MIA, but but also, like, Elena hasn't been calling her back either. Right. So I think Elena has really been the MIA Yeah, one. it's hard because, like, they don't really know what the other one is going through also. Right. We haven't really been able to see much of Elena being there for Bonnie at all, ever. Yeah, um, not at all. No. So it is nice to have Bonnie be able to show Elena this, this really magical, pun intended, yeah. moment. And that she's supported by her grams in this. And you can see the practice. Like, you can see how she starts small with, like, one feather. And then she brings up two hands. And she has, like, more feathers. And then, and then without moving her hands at all, she's able to just look up into the air. And all the feathers suspend. And it's just this gorgeous, like, heavenly. There's, like, a heavenly feeling to it. Also, there's kind of a, a juxtaposition of when Elena found out about vampires Stefan was like, are you prepared for everything to change and, like, your perspective to change? And it's kind of scary and dark. But when Bonnie says it, it's like, it's true. Everything she told me was true. I'm a witch. And it's so, it's so different. It's so positive and, yeah, heavenly. Yes. And And there's this, like, element to it of... It's a callback to when she was like, I don't want to be a witch. And like Elena's like, I don't want to be a witch. And we've never seen this level of joy or acceptance around it. And it's there's just this gorgeous like glow coming from Kat Graham when she's like, I'm a witch. And and Elena just goes like, I believe you. Yes. It's very, very sweet. So nice. It's such a precious moment. And it's just brought down a little bit. By the fact that she's like, I'm not supposed to tell anybody. And she's like, well, why did, if you're not supposed to say anything, why did you tell me? And she's like, you're my best friend. I can't keep secrets from you. Which to Elena mm-hmm. is like, oh. Uh, Would have been a good opening. Yes. 
It also kind of reminds yeah. me a little bit of, um, you know, this is a trope of any sort of secret world thing where somebody finds out vampires exist or whatever. And I do kind of like, as much as we compare the two and Vampire Diaries is always superior to Twilight, there is a line that I like from Bella where she explains that it's not her secret to tell, which I think is interesting. I don't know if Elena mm. can quite get away with that, seeing that Vicky's dead, Um but I think in the beginning, it is a little bit of, like, she can't necessarily tell somebody else. I don't know. Yeah. Kind of, like, because Bonnie it's Bonnie is a witch, whereas, like, Elena isn't, right. like, I'm a vampire. It's, like, he's right. a, yeah. Well, speaking of Bonnie's friends uh, <laughs> letting her down, at the party, Caroline walks up to Bonnie and, you know, she uses this really offensive term that she acknowledges she shouldn't be saying anymore she says i don't want to be an indian giver and um i had never heard that before i had had to look it up oh my god it's it i'm just like wow um i kind of wonder if bonnie has any uh indigenous heritage because her her ancestors have been around for a long time um since like the 1600s and I, you know, it, it would make sense that there were strong magical practices in this land far before the mm. settlers were here. Um, so I wonder if any of that is kind of like in her. So there's just like, there's this weird connection to like Caroline using this oppressive language before she's about to literally try to steal something that is Bonnie's magic. Yeah, it's interesting because I think that I hadn't written for this scene, like, I feel bad for both of them um, because... Obviously, Caroline, it, the writers were just like, what if we just have Caroline be the fucking worst to try to get this necklace from Bonnie, right? Like, yeah. obviously, it would have been a lot yeah. more effective if she had been like, Damon's like, he wants it back. Like, he's told me I need to get it back. Mm-hmm. Then Bonnie might be like a little bit more like, well, Damon's not a good guy. Like, I don't want to put Caroline in this weird position. But they have Caroline be like, she's trying to do it lightheartedly where she's like, in like a mean girls kind of way. Complimenting her. She's like, I saw how... Yeah, I saw how good it looked on you and I wanted it. So she starts by complimenting her and then she degrades yes. her immediately and it's like, it makes you look fat. So there's like this 180. It's it's hard to know how in this moment, like how much is Caroline because she's in this weird position where she's like being compelled to like get it back. Yeah, we saw how Jeremy's right. personality it, completely yeah, changed. Yeah, it just sucks because then like right? she's going to like take it from Bonnie and it, she shocks her. Yeah. Yeah. And Bonnie straight up. I love how Bonnie is like, you were really going to just take it from my neck. And Bonnie doesn't have to flinch or move back or anything. She's just standing there in her power. And she's just like, wow, what is wrong with you? And I love this image of this this crystal protecting Bonnie like her grandson. And what's interesting, though, is like later when Bonnie and Caroline have a second confrontation, Caroline tells Bonnie that Damon called her a shallow, useless waste of space. And Bonnie's just like, he shouldn't, like, talk to you like that. And then Caroline is like, yeah. versus, like, how my best friend treats me. Because mm-hmm. Caroline's... It's manipulative. It is. It's, and it's not it's fair. Still, it's, she's still... I think she's still in the compulsion. And she's using anything she can to try to get... Like, there's still that directive. Like, she's been given uh, this alien order, which is not hers. Like, she does not want it back. But she's guilting Bonnie here. I think that that part of it is not sincere to caroline i don't think that like the harshness of it is fair or justified but i do think there's like a kernel of truth in it with like how she feels later when she's just like doesn't it like she doesn't feel like anybody in the world loves her right and i do think it's interesting to think about the fact that 
Bonnie considers Elena her best friend. And Elena considers Bonnie her best friend. But then Caroline considers Bonnie her best friend. And, like, a lot of times you can have multiple best friends. But the way that they right. talk about it makes it seem like... It's one-sided. Yeah, like, Caroline wants Bonnie to be there for her. Oh, this is this is hurting me on the inside. I'm like, no. <laughs> and then you have fucking assholes twisting all of the insecurities exactly. and making you feel so much worse. Caroline probably feels so alone in the world at this moment. And she talks about it later with Matt. But, like, it's it's just this horrible moment of seeing that, like, Bonnie really can't... Like, what can she do, you know? Um, right. It's, it's so difficult to, to yeah. get someone out of, like, a weird, uh, awful dynamic like that. I genuinely don't know what to do. It's a lose-lose, too, because, like, from Caroline's perspective, she's being like, heavily pressured by this abusive man to get this necklace back. And she knows nothing about this necklace's connection to Bonnie. So from her perspective, it's just a piece of her costume that she won't give back to her, and she desperately needs it. And she's just like, why won't you just give me this back if it's it's just a necklace? So she doesn't know that it's, like, this talisman thing that was her, like, ancestors. Like, she doesn't know that it's rightfully Bonnie's. She thinks of it as, like, I just gave this to you a week ago. Mm-hmm. Can you just give it back? Like, I need it back. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of hey, hey, Bonnie's hey. ancestors, at the end of this episode, Bonnie has um, a prophetic dream. And Emily, her ancestor, who was in that very, very clear photo. Emily, from... her ancestor, who <laughs> must be a va- the actress must be a vampire, because this fucking actress, I cannot remember her name of, does not age. Because she's been in everything. She's been in, like, Pretty Little Liars and, like, shit from, like, way long ago. And she is forever a teacher in high school. Bianca Lawson is incredible. Yeah, she's, yeah, she she's been in, like, Buffy. She's been in so many things. Throughout Looks the, the ages, same. and she, yeah, yeah, no, she's just a vampire. Age. Yeah, <laughs> they should cast her as like the lead in a vampire show right? because if it runs for years, they don't have right. the problem of like, of her aging. <laughs> also, she's great. She's a great actress, and I really I love her work. But it's also like we've seen in every instance with Bonnie's magic, it escalating and escalating, and now she has this talisman. When she's dreaming, we get like flashes of the crystal, and then, like we were saying, she wakes up in the woods. So we don't really know how she got there. <laughs> What's going on? That seems to be a question for another episode, because that is how our episode ends. Oh my goodness, oh, Nikki! What an episode. Okay, I, I I'll bet I'll bet we're both ta- are we are we both taking Lexi? Of course, we're it's both taking happen. Lexi. <laughs> how could you not? Where are you taking her? Uh, to be my second best friend. <laughs> <laughs> so you, her, and I can like hang out and you know. Fuck yes. <laughs> well, I don't mean to make you into a third wheel, but uh, <laughs> I, I, I may need some alone time with Lexi. <laughs> she can be on this podcast. I think she would be phenomenal on this podcast because she says it like it is. <laughs> Hell yeah. Who are you staking? Obviously, I think we're staking the same person. We're staking. Are you, oh, 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 oh. Are oh, we though? Who? Because I'm staking the writer who thought killing Lexi after one episode was a good That's idea. much more highbrow than my stake. I'm just mad at Damon. Fair. <laughs> very fair i feel like i i got a good amount of my rage out in my advice column so indeed i just gotta go gotta go to his manager here and be like what the fuck were you thinking how do we have time to do so many will they won't they's with elena and stefan but we can't keep fucking lexi or vicky we could like that could have been mm -hmm. why do our female vampires die so suddenly what is this i don't like this I, I, no, 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 no. 
That's why I'm staking Damon is because he can't treat our first vampiress this way. I, I refuse. Agreed. What's our word of the day, Bridget? Our word of the day is amicable. <laughs> amicable means showing a polite and friendly desire to avoid disagreement and argument. All right. What's yours? I said, I wish there was an amicable solution to Bonnie and Caroline's situation. Mm -mm. That's a good one. I said, Liz is cautiously amicable towards Damon when she sees he knows about Vervain and the town's council. I like it. All right, Nikki. What's your tarot card and for whom? I picked the devil for Lexi. <gasps> so the devil is so, like, I didn't even think about it, really. I just, like, put them together and was like, yep. Because the devil is, like, being just, like, yourself, taking any sort of negative criticism about yourself with, like, laughter. And I think that Lexi is so perfectly, like, hedonistic because it's, like, she's just going to do what she wants. You know, like... I'm still going to drink, like, human blood, and, like, I'm going to compel this guy to get free alcohol, and, like, I'm not going to take any shit from anybody. And I love it. She's just so confident in who she is, and, like, she kind of tries to give Stefan some of that energy, some of that, like, you're okay, like, you can fucking have fun and relax, and, like, tries to just kind of, like, meet the situation with that level of, like, fuck yeah, let's go party and, like, have a good time. And I just love it. That's great. I love that. Who did you pick? I picked the Ten of Cups for Bonnie and Elena, the iconic scene of this episode. The Ten of Cups is this interesting card. I think in a lot of decks, it's translated as being, like, you feel so happy and, like, you've got, like, your wish. Like, your wish is fulfilled a little bit. And I don't vibe it that way. I feel like it's this... It's this temporary state of beauty and um, and of feeling really, like, uplifted in a moment. Maybe not, like, a feeling, but, like, just this something has been fulfilled. Like, something has been, you know, there's, like, this satisfying moment of, like, life is so beautiful. And uh, it's interesting. The traditional imagery on the card has a rainbow. And if you think of it, like, rainbows are so beautiful and they catch our attention because, and this is a Lindsay Mack teaching... Because they are temporary. And that's really what's happening here is that there's this like moment where they get to just revel in the joy of this thing coming true and and Bonnie really accepting that she's a witch and getting to show Elena this like beautiful power. And it's like this great moment that it can't last forever, right? But it's like this wonderful moment of just really seeing the beauty in Bonnie and like that Bonnie gets to see Elena fully accept her and and you know be joyous with her is this just really great moment and I wanted to honor it. I love that. Yeah. That's such a good pick. And that's going to do it today for our 162 candles episode. Thank you so much for joining us. I have been your host, Bridget. And I've been your host, Nikki. Thanks for joining us. And tune in next time to find out if Bonnie will sleepwalk to the grill and bring me back some fries. Tune in next time to see if we'll ever go back to history class. <laughs> and if Jeremy will keep doing his homework because his suffering has been taken away. And if Caroline will ever get into the deep end. Mm. Dear Diary, it's not every day a guy turns 162 years old. Dear Diary, uh, have you met you? You're not a nice person. Dear Diary, I'll miss her, but I think it's for the best. Dear Diary, does it get tiring being so righteous? 